Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It is I, Sean Hood, and that's Dave Taylor, and we are FM99 and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast, Eat, Sleep, Podcast, Repeat. A deep dive into all things professional wrestling, and this week we have um, well, kind of a, a, a mixed bag of things to talk about, because for once we're not going into a show or out of a show, so it's yeah. kind of nice. Um, we can kind of relax it a little bit more. Um, so... This week, we're going to be talking about uh, uh, several things. Bailey's injury, uh, how things are shaping up going into Money in the Bank towards SummerSlam. Um, don't jump in the ring, you idiots. Um, and we're even going to talk a little bit about the UFC 264 main event, uh, because we do throw in UFC from time to time. MMA uh, gets mixed in with this conversation as well, but and I'm excited to talk about it. I watched it live. Uh, in any event, we got to get the business out of the way first, so just remember the easiest way to find everything we do is on FM99.com and 1069thefox.com. Right under the media tab, ESPR will always take you to our most recent episode. Easy way to find us. Now, if you'd like to find us other ways, if you use podcasting apps, just search ESPR Wrestling on all your podcasting apps. Give us a five-star rating and review. When you subscribe, please, we would greatly appreciate it. And then on top of that, you can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash ESPR Wrestling, or no, ESPR 99, excuse me, and, and Twitter at ESPR 99. Well, we just did the podcasting, and that's what you search for. <laughs> and you can always email us, ESPR at FM99.com, if you choose to go that route, you dinosaur. We might even have a fax number. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, i trying to remember what the fax number is. <laughs> I'm sure we have one. Hey, good morning. Oh, wait, we uh, do. Good morning, Sarah. Hey, Philip. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Hi, Sean's mom. Thanks for, thanks for watching. Yep. Appreciate y'all. Uh, hopefully, everybody's having a good weekend so far. Um, yeah, so I guess we can get right into it. Dave, where do you want to start? Uh, you know what? Let's, let's start with uh, the big, big, biggest talk, which isn't wrestling right now, but last night's uh, UFC 264, Sean. I, uh, you know, put it on for uh, the big main, uh, the main event of the evening. Uh, oh, yes. Know. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's an exciting first round. Uh, you know, you can argue it went both ways. And then the last 10 seconds of the match got really interesting. And uh, Conor McGregor took I, a step. He went down. and ooh. It really disappointed me um, because watching the fight itself, the first thing I noticed right away was that it, who, anybody who watched six months ago when Dustin Poirier beat Conor, if you're realistic, if you're not a, if you're not a, a, a Conor, you know, uh, um, hater, you would look at this and you could automatically feel it was a very different fight from last time. Um, Connor was more aggressive. Connor was not like he got, he got hit a couple of times, but he didn't immediately kind of uh, uh, fall apart like he did in the last fight. Yeah. Um, in this one, he, but he was dealing some good damage standing up, some decent damage standing up. Then when it went to the ground, he surprised me a little bit by being able to withstand some ground and pound, avoid some ground and pound. He was doing some fighting of his own from, from the ground. Um, yeah. And, and he went for a guillotine. Connor never goes for guillotines. I was like, what? Now, granted, Poirier is a great grappler, and I'm not surprised, shocked that he was able to get out of that. But it definitely surprised me that Connor even attempted a guillotine. Um, they managed to get back to their feet. Connor and him both go to exchange hits at the same time. Connor kind of lands his. Poirier misses his. Um, and when Connor goes to step back, the foot goes kind of to the side and under, and then his leg, the weight comes down on top of that. And it seems like he broke his leg just above the ankle. Um, and it was bad. If you go back and watch the slow-mo, you could see the bone poking. Uh, it's, it's, he's lucky it didn't break through the skin. I'll say that right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. The picture doesn't look good. I mean, it's one of those, and I forget who the fighter was a few years ago that was doing the kicks. Anderson and then, Silva. You 
Yeah, and then you know, all of a sudden you see the leg just go bam. Well, it's funny, is it happened? It happened to Anderson Silva when he was fighting Chris Weidman, um, and then it happened to Chris Weidman like a year ago. And it's like, and everybody seems to be doing the same damn break in their shin. It's terrible. Um, And Connor, yeah, Connor's leg. It looked like a really bad break. Um, And he's laying on the ground, and you know, (laughs) obviously in a lot of pain at that point. And I got to I got to say this, though. I got to say this, though. I like Dustin Poirier a lot until last night because the dude's laying there with a really bad break in his leg and everything. And Dustin proceeds to then mock him and, you know, call him names this while he's laying there with a snapped leg. And then he acts like he had anything to do with breaking the leg. And I'm like, dude, come on. This is just like, I don't get me wrong. I understand that Connor does a lot of things in poor taste. Don't do that. Don't, don't drop. Don't, don't, don't also go there. He's like, Oh, you know, leading up to this, he said he was going to kill me and this, that, and the other thing. What, dude, and that's what bothered you so much. People say that all the time leading up to fights. I'm going to knock his head off. I'm going to send him home in a body bag. I'm going to, you know. It's called hype. Yeah. Like, this is what bothered you so much is that Connor said he was going to. Oh, man, man. And then Connor, they never should have put a mic in front of Connor's face last night. Because Connor, Connor was extremely, um, uh, he, was, he, was, he was pissed off, for lack of a better term. His leg was probably, he was in agony. And they put a microphone in front of his face. And Connor has a penchant for saying wild things to begin with. So you put a microphone in front of his face at this moment, he's going to say some things that are, I mean, I'm not, your wife was in my DMs, yada, yada, yada. It's like, I get it. You're still trying to do the hype and everything, but you're saying things that you might not have said regardless. I don't know. I didn't like it. I I, I know Joe Rogan is a mixed bag. But but I I just thought you know I mean talk about not, not ultimate opportunity though when you're interviewing a guy who is you know completely in pain as you said and, and you're just gonna egg him on and get whatever you can out of him because you know that's you know the controversy create the cash so I'm like well because they they know that this automatically sets up a four between these guys a Dustin yeah. Boy Conor McGregor four and you know it was funny because you, you could hear Conor from the ground screaming like before they did the decision um, you could hear him yelling. And saying it's a it's a doctor stoppage. You make sure he knows that he didn't beat me. You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's wow. He is determined. Like they're going to go back to this at some point. Um, but it, I hope Connor um, can can heal from this and and come back and and really just be healthy at this point. These kind of breaks sometimes are really hard to recover from. Um, he's going to be gone. I'm sure at least a year. Um, yeah. Well, how long were the other guys out? Silva and. Uh... I think Silva took – Weidman, I think, is still out, if I'm not mistaken, but I could be wrong. Um, I, I, I will say this as you're looking that up. Um, I, I know people get on Conor McGregor because of his attitude and everything else, but it, it's like the old Eric Bischoff line, Sean. Controversy creates cash. And oh, yeah, without a doubt. This guy does you know, all the things and you know, attacking the bus or, or doing this, uh, which you know, people don't want to be reminded of, but – you know what? That's sort of the non-common fans to go. Wow, this guy's crazy. I, I want to go see if he's really going to beat somebody up or if somebody's going to, you know, kick his butt. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm fine with. It. Hopefully, he comes back. Um, but how many more matches? I mean, is he just going to do one more? You know, realistically, for me, there's only a couple of there's only a couple more fights for him to do anyway. I mean, I he does he. This is not meant to sound mean at all. Um, I'm a huge Conor McGregor fan, but the fight the fight game has. There was a great. I saw Daniel Cormier talking about it before the fight last night. As a matter of fact. He said those leg kicks that um, uh, uh, not Weidman um, Poirier was using um, against uh, Connor in the last fight said the way he was delivering them. He goes that when Connor left, 
that wasn't part of everybody's arsenal, like the way they were being used. Um, he goes, but when Connor, because you got to remember, Connor was gone for so long, I mean, for the better part of two or three years. And he, he had like why, one, two fights or something like that. And, you know, it's like the thing is, the fight game is constantly evolving. He's like, so the game has changed since Connor was the man. Since he since he was the guy who took both belts, um, the game has has kind of moved past him, um, which is sad in my eyes. But <laughs> um, at the same time, I'm trying to find out right here. Um, Conor McGregor. I'm trying to figure out when exactly he. So 2016 was when he won both belts. Okay, that's five years for a UFC career. I mean, there's only certain guys to can sustain that. Yeah. Um, well, and he hasn't taken a ton of abuse since then, which is good. I mean, that's one of the things that helps you. Yeah, he helps your career stay. You know, uh, allow your career to grow longer. Yeah. Um, but it also allows the fight game to pass you by because things evolve and things change, and then you're the guy who's struggling to keep up at that point. Now, I think Connor looked uh, looked good last night. Before all of a sudden, you know, he. I, I was excited to see another round. Because I was gonna, I was excited to see if Dustin was gonna try and get him back to the ground, because you know Dustin seemed really content in the first fight to stand up and throw with him. Uh, oh, thank you, Catherine. I'm I'm glad you're enjoying hearing about this. Thank you. Uh, you know, but in this one, it seemed like he realized, like, whoa, whoa, wait, I, maybe I need to take this to the ground, Connor. Connor's now he's swinging leg kicks like crazy, um, and uh, going for going for knockouts and stuff. Like he looks more aggressive this time around. I I can't push the pace with him. I need to um, get it to where I'm comfortable. Um, and I was happy too, Sean, until we found out what happened at the end when Connor went down because we didn't know. I just thought yeah. maybe he just like tripped. When he stepped oh, back, we're get I, knew, second round. I knew something happened to his ankle because I saw it roll real fast. And then he was like, ah, and fell and I grabbed his leg. I was like, oh no, what happened to his ankle? You know what I mean? So I knew something happened. Um, I wish, and I, I understand Herb can't see everything. You know what I mean? He missed that. It was the back foot. It was, you know, it's, it's, it's just disappointing that it happened. And then Connor goes down. He's trying to say my ankle, yeah, and he's which if you take one look at it, the thing's, you know, <laughs> off to the side. Yeah. And Herb doesn't stop the fight. Dustin goes over and starts pounding on him. And we literally have to wait for the buzzer, you know what I mean, to save him in this situation. I'm like, that was not great. But, that- I, but, but I think in that situation, you know, I think maybe, he, like I said, didn't let's see the ankle. But I felt like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, he's going to lose this fight. With like mm-hmm. he's, he's getting pounded by referee stoppage, but the referee's probably going, Well, let me see how this you know round ends because you don't want to stop it too early. And they're right. like, well, Why'd you stop it? So, yeah, well, thank thank God. But uh, my point being that Herb, I, I when Connor's laying there pointing and yelling at his yeah. ankle, Herb <laughs> should have gone, Wait, what's wrong with his ankle? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, he should have stopped, you know, the 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 the, the aggression at that point so that he could check on McC- or McGregor, McConnor, Jesus. Um, <laughs> But either way, uh, it's a very disappointing ending to a fight that I was really excited about. Um, and I, but hey, you know what? Like we said, this it said that I was reading about how they um, the recovery of the injury uh, when it happened to Anderson. Um, Says so a uh, little bit, a little bit, after the operation, the fracture usually heals within three to six months, and then training it uh, takes, um, or then training again takes six to nine months. So you are looking anywhere from a year, year and a half, something like that. Um, it just depends on how it how it heals, essentially, because there's no you don't have to do any rehab. There's no rehab for a broken bone. So as long as no ligaments or anything get messed up, as long as it's just the bone that broke, which is why it might be better for him if it broke above the ankle than at the actual ankle, because um, you know the joint will be a much bigger problem. 
Yeah, yeah. So if the if the if the ankle broke that badly, he might be done. You know, um, but we'll see. Uh, I noticed. Um, so yeah, either way, disappointing finish to a really hot main event that I was looking forward to on an otherwise uh, a really good card. Uh, I would just like to say. Uh, um, um, Tuavasa is now one of my favorite uh, UFC fighters. First of all, he came out to a uh, um, uh, Spice Girls song, which was fantastic. <laughs> he's this gigantic heavyweight dude, and he's singing along to If You Want to Be My Lover, bopping along. <laughs> uh, and then on top of which, he knocks out uh, that uh, piece of human garbage, Greg Hardy. And I was like, all right, yay, yay. I was like, I love this guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that guy was on the card, but I'm glad he lost. Yeah, I'm super glad he lost. If anybody doesn't know why we're glad he lost, go ahead and look up Greg Hardy's history. Yeah, yeah. Because I saw he's in the card. Like, what is yeah. he doing? I know, I know. Super yeah. disappointed. But, hey, at least he lost. Yeah. Well, and, he lost, and he lost bad. <laughs> from, 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 uh, from more injuries, but uh, from UFC to wrestling, uh, we learned this week horrible news regarding Bailey. She is out for, uh, for nine months uh, due to um, – uh, crap, I, I can't think. The uh, knee injury that just went pop. While she was uh, training for, uh, is that what it was? The knee? Uh, I, I never saw an official thing. I just saw something that said that she was injured while training for Money in the Bank. Which I mean, could that's that's something they're going to say regardless? She could have fallen down the stairs at home and hurt herself, and they would still say, you know, they're not going to say that. They're going to say, oh, she was training for Money in the Bank. Uh, Philip saying torn ACL. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, torn torn ACL, and uh, it was just while she was training, you know, prep for the match, and um, you know, something pop. It was like a fluke thing. It was like in the middle of that. I guess you know maybe she was doing something, and then that was it. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. I see it here. Suffering a torn ACL. Well, that's disappointing. But I would also like to say um, that uh, I, I, it really annoyed me when they announced that she was hurt and she was going to be out for nine months immediately immediately the internet blew up with oh she's pregnant she's pregnant and then there's the you know oh she's pregnant with biggie's kid and blah 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 blah, and this that and the other thing okay first of all i'm gonna help you geniuses out here um if she was pregnant it's gonna be more than nine months morons it's nine months to have the baby and then there's rehab time and time to spend with the kid in the whole nose it ain't gonna be no nine months um secondly can we please not speculate that time every time a woman is off tv like, yeah that's that like, that's just stop. It's, it's it, and it's not even it's not even clever. It's just, like just let's move on. But I mean, it is a bummer for Bailey. Uh, I'm disappointed with that. Carmella uh, being moved into the spot for the title match doesn't do a lot for me. Um, but they, they moved into SmackDown though. So I'm going to be at Money in the Bank. Yeah, I know. I do like Liv Morgan being in Money in the Bank though. Yeah, yeah, because they, they obviously you know changed something with that storyline to, to put her in the match. Well, so. I think she was going to be in. I think she was going to end up in it anyway. Yeah. Um. Just in a different way, it would have ended up yeah. happening differently. Um. So I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm fine with her being in it. I gotta be honest. I'd really love to see Liv Morgan win the damn thing. I. It would be great. It was. It's just a weird segment with her and uh, Sonya Deville and Carmella. Yeah. I wasn't crazy about that. It's like, okay, you got 30 seconds to get out of the ring before I change my mind. Yeah. It really. She kind of. She kind of punked out uh, Liv, which I didn't love. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? You, you want to, you know, see them. You don't always want to see the management always in certain situations where it's, you know, she, you give somebody an advantage. You're like, well, you know, what? I'm going to change my mind in 30 seconds. If you don't get out of here, it doesn't, doesn't do anything for live. Right. I agree. Um, Jeffrey said, it doesn't matter who wins. if They're going to treat him like Otis. Well, I'll agree with that statement. However, comma, um, if they treat him like Oscar and they become champion and then reign for like a year, then, you know, it's like, you know, it's a little different. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I, I agree. The, the booking has to be there. But I'm hoping now that we're getting back on the road, they claim, or at least they claim, inside sources claim um, that they have been withholding a lot of their good ideas until they're back in front of crowds. Now, I personally think that's stupid. Um, I think you need to keep everything. If if anything, you need your best ideas when you don't have the crowds to kind of make up for that fact. Because the crowds sometimes with the, I mean, like how many times can we point to something that was kind of, you know, really mediocre and it, it became great because of the crowds like Hogan and uh, the rock, the match itself was not amazing, but it was made amazing no. because of the crowd reactions to it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I just, I don't know. I don't like the idea of, of sitting on good ideas and making us su suffer through a no fans and b bad booking. Uh, so we'll see if it gets any better. That being said, um, Phillips said he hopes Liv wins the title in the near future. I actually don't. I hope she gets the money in the bank. I'd love for her to have it, but I'd also love for there to be a storyline where she starts being taken more seriously before she cashes that in. Because the problem is this happens with so many of them is that they have the money in the bank, but the booking beforehand has been God awful. And yeah. so when then they finally go and win the thing in a fluky way with money in the bank and nobody takes them seriously and they have no reason to care about this person. So uh, this is my one issue with this is why people are like, oh, they don't need the money in the bank. But when they give it to an established star or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, but here's the thing. That's all that is the only people that fans are going to buy using this thing, because if you're not an established star, you, people might pop at the moment it happens. But next week, we don't care about you again. And yeah. I love Liv, but the crowds don't care about her right now. They like her. She's cute. She's fun. You know, blah, blah, blah. But they don't have a reason to care. And until no. they have that, it's not going to work. Yeah. And especially without Rudy with her uh, Ruby Riot and all that. Uh, just, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we, we, there got to be a reason to take her seriously. I don't think yeah. her winning with roll-ups. Yes. Yeah. You know, you're not putting anybody away. I, with anything I would I would love it if she just, her, her finisher became a roll-up. <laughs> I, I would love that actually. Surprise roll up. Yeah, uh, you know, I, it would be fun. Or her, or Nikki Cross, who had the uh, Oklahoma roll or whatever, uh, whatever it is that she's been using. Hey, uh, by the way, Bailey, who's been fantastic as a heel, never would yeah. have thought. But uh, the last year, you know, didn't get used at WrestleMania other than for the stupid spots with, um, you know, with the Bellas and whatever else. Uh, you know, shame she didn't have a match. Does she come back as a face or does she stay as a heel? I mean, I mean, what happens? Because fans are going to cheer for it, her. I mean, it just depends on how long she's out. You know what I mean? It depends how long she's gone, and what we can't we can't predict that from this point of view. Um, if it, when we get to like more like six months, seven months from now, we could probably make more predictions simply because we'll know the landscape of the women's division at that time. I mean, we just had Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox show up on SmackDown. Which, by the way, why are we calling them Shotzi and Knox? Can we give them their full names, please? Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm hoping that's just a team name, and when we're actually talking about them, we will use their whole names because otherwise, that's stupid. Um, uh, and we've got Tony Storm debuting. Yeah. By the way, yeah. by the way, Sean, their their win on SmackDown was the biggest upset in the history of wrestling when they beat uh, Natalia and uh, and Tamina, according to uh, uh, the other guy with Michael Cole. I can't think of his name all of a sudden, but uh, but they call that like the biggest upset. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, come on. Nope, we lost Sean for a second there. No, I left voluntarily after that statement. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't say it. They said it. I was just like, really? You we're, repeated we're it, Dame. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's. I, I hate when they try to oversell these things. Is you know, you can sell it as an upset because they just debuted and they beat the champions. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
but this is not the biggest upset in the history of of you know the world. There, yes, there will be big ones. Pat McAfee is who you're thinking yeah, of. I don't I, know why I, I didn't correct you, but yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> you, hush, you, you, you need to you need to be on the be on the ball, Dave. Pat's wonderful. I love Pat. He actually is replacing Paul Heyman on uh, Talking Smack. Oh wow! I I, yeah. I did like the match though, where uh, him and Big E were just sitting on the couch and just soaking their feet. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was fun. He's a, he's a, he's a character. I like him. Yeah. But see, and I enjoy him being the character and Cole not being the character. That works for me. It does. So, it does. So okay. Uh, so uh, we're we're gonna jump to AEW just because before we go back to WWE, uh, something weird happened at Dynamite. You had a fan run in during the uh, Chris uh, Jericho segment. And um, you know he got he got what he's supposed to get when he's coming to the ring. But the guy cut a promo saying he you know basically did it for uh, for James Cornette because he's a Cornette fan. Who Cornette said? Yeah, and he released. I can't say he released a tweet saying like he did it for all the real wrestling fans and yada 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 and this that and the other thing. And I'm like, first of all, I'm gonna go and say this right now. If you are a real wrestling fan, you know better than to pull that crap because that's disrespectful to them and what they do. Uh, and it's dangerous. It can put them in. It can put them in a legal situation that it gets the you know them in trouble and everything. Uh, and it, enough. And he strikes me as the kind of guy who online somebody will say like, oh, their favorite wrestler is, I don't know, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, you know, somebody like that, right? And he'll talk about how terrible they are, and they're not like Ronnie Garvin, and they're you know blah 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 blah, and you know, and until you've watched a a a seventies ranking of the uh, of the best matches ever, you're not a wrestling fan, you know. And he'll yeah, you know, he's one of those people that we don't need in the wrestling community because he's an a hole. Um, you know, Jim Cornette did say, uh, uh, buddy, you know, you can go blank yourself and blah blah blah, and he blocked him. <laughs> Um, that being said, then all of a sudden he used that as an, he just went from there and started railing against AEW. And I'm like, Hey, maybe not the time. (laughs) If, if one of your so-called quote unquote fans just jumped in the ring and tried to assault somebody because of, uh, they think they're doing what you want them to do. Maybe not the time to continue to rail against AEW and its performers. Um, somebody get grandpa a, a, a juice box or something and sit him down. He's having a hard day. Well, you, um, you don't like it when he complains about AEW. I mean, sometimes he does bring up good points, and sometimes I think he's like, okay, you know, that's just Dave. I can complain about AEW and bring up good points sometimes. I don't need Cornette to do it. I don't, I, it's, I, and he doesn't just, but the thing is, is, like, he never stops, and he's so, so vicious about them. Um, it, it just, it, it, it makes no sense to me. The only thing it seems like to me is that he's so mad that nobody is using him right now that he is just going to crap on everything he sees. And it really drives me nuts. Um, he's one of those people that I don't enjoy in wrestling. Because it's like, geez, man, can we find things that we like? Like, does it all have to be negative all the time? Like, yes, there's terrible stuff. There's some really bad crap, especially on Monday Night Raw. But, like, can we please just look for the things that we actually enjoy out of the wrestling product? Yeah, but I think, Sean, as you and I know, we've been doing this for a long time now. Uh, but people always people do in wrestling. They always complain. Well, this person should have this. This, and then when that person gets that, you know what? We don't want that person to have that anymore. Why are they getting this? Now they're winning. Oh, I know. I and I, I know that people are going to complain. It's what they do. People are they're people fickle. are people are one hundred percent fickle. People are one hundred percent fickle. But that being said, my point being is that like when you have a voice that people listen to, maybe try to change the discussion a little bit. 
Maybe try to be like, hey, guys, let's talk about some of the great stuff I saw this week or something like that. You know what I mean? Even if it's in some smaller promotion somewhere, he saw something cool or whatever, MLW or, or something. You know what I mean? If he saw something somewhere he liked, let's let's talk about that. Let's not make the the headline every time, uh, Jim, that um, with, you know, a million curse words and why AEW is the worst thing ever. Um I, I, you know, look, I, I have my own issues with AEW. I think that if they play too fast and loose with tag team rules, um, I, I there's way too many factions at this point. Uh, yes. <laughs> like it, it's a little ridiculous. But that being said, they still have a really good energy to the show. There is some, there is still some really good wrestling there to be found. Uh, and I'm loving the elite's random facial hair thing they have going on. Like this is making me very happy. I love, uh, we're, I love that we're going like early to mid 2000s uh, Triple H. Uh, mustache on Kitty Omega. I love that. Uh, Patrine says, why does no one want to hire Cornette? Well, because he's kind of an a-hole. <laughs> he's um, worked everywhere. Everywhere but AEW at this point. So. Yeah, and everybody hated him. <laughs> Nobody wants to work with him anymore. He, and he, he had... Uh, you go. You go first with this one. <laughs> well, he's just—he's an a-hole. Nobody wants to work with him. And the last time he would, the last, what did he got in trouble for? Wasn't it Santino that he uh, like hit him or something? Well, like he, that? well he got mad because Santino was in the crowd for something in the OVW uh, back when that was the WWE uh, developmental, and yeah. Santino didn't react the way he thought he should react, and he got mad at Santino Morella. And, um, uh, you know, I mean, I thought he was fine in developmental, but like, you know, you, you don't need him up in, you know, his days as a, as a character are over. Um, well, his days but, as a character are over, and I'm sorry, a lot of his ideas are outdated at this point. He thinks that everything's still going to run like it did in the 70s and 80s, and it doesn't work like that. The business has changed. Yeah. You know, as much as people want you know, to cry for the heyday of what they loved. Um, it's like I was just talking about UFC a few minutes ago. It doesn't take long. The business moves forward and it leaves people behind. Uh, it just takes a lot of, I, I don't know, self, like, like self-reflection to realize that maybe your time has passed and he doesn't seem to have any of that. Um, it, it, don't get me wrong. You still learn lessons from old school wrestling. You still can get some lessons from it, but like not everything has to be laid out like it was in the seventies and eighties to be good wrestling. Yeah. And here's the other thing with, with Cornette Petrine. Um, you know, like Tolly Blanchard's there. Arne Anderson is there. Mm -hmm. uh, Jim Cornette not only like burned bridges, but he burned entire towns. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, oh, Philip nailed it right there. Philip nailed it. Cornette will never adapt to today's wrestling. That's the key. Where, where we've got these other guys, Tolly Blanchard, Arne Anderson, Dean Malenko, all these other guys who have been around for a long time, who are working as agents, who are working as managers, who are doing whatever, right? Um, they're working with the current day's talent to try and make things work with them in what they do, right? Jim Cornette will not do that. He wants things done his way, and that's it. And, you know, so he's not going to bend on that. And that, that's, that is what it is. And nobody wants to work with somebody like that, particularly in a new company where the whole thing is that they're trying to make this an environment people want to be in. The last thing people want is this angry blowhard there. <laughs> you know, he was, and I go back a little bit farther because I'm a coronet in the 80s with the Midnight Express. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Oh, it's amazing. You know, I mean, just as a manager and could talk, could generate heat. You know, think of like like what Paul Lee does now. Uh, you, know, you know, it's like Cornette was similar. Cornette was a, was fantastic in his heyday. You know, there, no denying that whatsoever. You put together a list of the best managers of all time, Jim Cornette will be on that list. And when he did the 90s in WWE, which I never thought I would see him there, the, him doing the Yokozuna thing and then eventually mm -hmm. uh, managing uh, Bulldog and, uh, and Owen for a while. Um, 
it was invader it, it was great i, I yeah. enjoyed it and then it just just changed you know it's just here here's time you know and, and or, or here's cornet and here's the time just just passing but like a lot of guys have happened like i always loved them back then you know i do listen to this podcast from time to time sometimes i read sometimes i'm like dude like i don't know like what you're ranting about but you know it's like stop well, being so hey, you let somebody <laughs> talk long enough eventually they're gonna say something you agree with but the yeah. you know it's just he he's just such an angry dude. And honestly, it makes me feel bad for him because I'm like, man, I don't want to wake up every day being that angry. Like, I, especially not at your age. I want to be I, at that age. I want to have nothing to worry about at all. Like, I want to just chill. Yeah. Um, but in any event, uh, so we went way off from the fan because the fan is a nobody and we're not even going to say his name. I'm not going to give him any uh, nope. attention. Oh, can we talk about other fans that are bigger fans? <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's talk about all the fans that bought tickets to go see all. Is it all in? No, it's all out. All out? Is it all? Oh, let me change yeah. it. Oh. Well, you know what? The, hey, they're all in on all out, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, it, the show is taking place in September. Uh, I think the tickets went on sale on July 8th or 9th or something like that. And they sold out uh, in less than an hour. Yeah. So good for them. Now, people are going to be like, oh, it's only like a 10,000 seated re- uh, arena or whatever. I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is, they put uh, on sale a show that's not until September, and the show sold out. They sold over 10,000 tickets in less than an hour. That's fantastic for them. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. You, Dave you Meltzer. There's, there's shows that WWE's announcing that are, that are you know, they're lucky if they're selling, like, two or three or 4,000 tickets. Which I think is Friday SmackDown, like, in, like, partly, like, in Florida and, like, part in Cleveland or something. Are they doing it from, like, two locations this week? Is, is that, am I hearing that right? Or maybe it's a future SmackDown? Uh, by the way, Dave Meltzer reports um, that a lot of ticket brokers that reached out to him saying they didn't expect the show to sell out because that's, you know, they would have bought tickets and tried to make money, but uh, they missed out on that. So, which uh, good for the guys who got their tickets who are going to go to the show and not try to make a buck. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know about the Friday Night Smackdown thing. I'm trying to find out. Um, now you've got me curious. <laughs> <laughs> Because I didn't hear that, and if that's the case, I'm like, wait, 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 what, what? <laughs> I'm trying to find like the uh, the the schedule for you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if anybody in the chat knows about this, please let us know. I didn't think we were doing a simulcast one in two different places, but I could be wrong. Uh, I, I I thought they were splitting it up or something. But now I can't find the story, but I did see something where. Uh, um. But I'm happy that they're back, which which we'll, we'll talk about in a second, because uh, as we lean the money in the bank and are going to SummerSlam um, spoilers, which I already have for you, by the way, um, if you want to hear that. So I don't I don't know if I do. Right. <laughs> I mean, it depends. It's 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 how big of a spoiler is it, Dave? Well, uh, I can give you some of the matches that they're already talking about for uh, for SummerSlam that. Uh, it gives you an idea of how money in the All right, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, if you are listening right now, if you are in the chat, if you are anywhere, this is your opportunity to run away, okay, before the uh, before the spoilers happen, okay? I wish I had some kind of an alarm sound I could play for you real quick. Um, <laughs> but either way, uh, this, is your, this is your warning. Uh, we're going to get into this in three, two, one. We are now past the safe harbor line. And if you're still here, <laughs> you might hear something that spoils SummerSlam for you. All right. Um, so one of the reported matches for SummerSlam, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins versus Edge. Okay. Which means um, this now Seth Rollins who qualified for Money in the Bank in a bloody match versus Cesaro on SmackDown. Uh, does that mean that 
does Seth A win Money in the Bank or B cost Edge the title against Roman Reigns? I'm going to go with B on this. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with B on that as well. It just it, it it just seems to make the most sense to me. We'll come back to that in just a moment, Michael, about uh, discussing Uso. Yeah. So um, the other thing is um, is John Cena reportedly going to be fighting Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. Yeah, I heard about that one. That one's been around. That rumor's been around for a bit. Um, and if that's the case, I'm fine with it. Uh, yeah. And if and if that's the case, uh, then the scenario we laid out previously is 100 percent the scenario because there's there's no chance that John Cena is coming back and it won't be Roman Reigns as the champion because there will be no reason for him to come back at that point. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but, but there's the reports because uh, Phillips said I heard Cena may not be there because he's got a movie. I guess he's shooting in Europe or something. Um, right. But we'll see. You know, it is kind of where those rumors came from. But the Edge, uh, Seth Rollins thing, that one uh, seems to be uh, the case where I got a feeling uh, Rollins will cost, you know, so which I guess, I don't know, is it Big E who wins money in the bank? But those are the two matches we've heard, I've heard at least, that uh, could be going on. So, right. Uh, and, and then now the Usos, because we're not going to get the Usos versus Roman, as we saw on. SmackDown. Now they had a big family reunion because of uh, Jimmy Uso had some problems uh, earlier this week, but I hope he gets the help he needs or whatever they're mm-hmm. going to do. But it seems like they're, you know, supporting him right now. Um, but you know, this has me concerned because uh, this is not his first run-in, unfortunately. No, it's like his third or fourth run-in at this point. Yeah, um, something needs to happen. Uh, he, if you're WWE um, and they can't, you know, does not act like they haven't done this to people before. They need to tell him, hey, look, we're going to give you some time off. You need to go get help with this. Um, and they have a rehab center they send other people to and this, that, and the other thing. They need to send him to help him get out of this this pattern he's in before it becomes a real problem for him. And by the way, I'm going to throw this out there real quick. Uh, Naomi is catching a lot of heat on this. Um yeah, because it's her husband, and like I, it's just a weird. There's this weird negative energy surrounding what Na, you know, Naomi's involvement in this, and her, you know, her, uh, like I don't want to say allowing this to happen, maybe encouraging the behavior, blah, but whatever. Um, it's not Naomi's not the one who got a DUI. Jimmy is responsible for his own decisions, for his own actions. Leave Naomi out of it, okay? Naomi has nothing to do with this. Uh, it, you know, if you if you're not going to be supportive, then shut the hell up. That's all I have to say about that because she's she's dealing with enough right now anyway. Yeah, she deleted her uh, Twitter account. Yeah, because uh, of this. Yeah, I know. which also and, uh, and maybe because part of it was that she was with them in Detroit when last yeah. time. You know, well, but last, last time, last time they, on the street. Yeah, well, last time they had that suspicion of him drinking and, and yeah. or something like that, and I they I don't think that ever turned into anything. Uh, yeah, I mean, did have the. I'm gonna call it an altercation, but you know, with the, with the yeah. officer and stuff, where he was, uh, you know, it, it wasn't a good situation for him. So I don't right, know what's yeah. going on, uh, but hopefully, uh, you know, they, they can help him out here. And it's just, uh, it's a scary situation. Yeah, there's a lot of potential on that table right there, and I hate to see it gone because of because uh, of this right now. Yeah, here it is. Naomi blame, uh, deletes Twitter account after getting blamed online for Jimmy's DU, uh, DUI arrest. Yeah, because she's getting a bunch of the backlash for it, which makes no freaking sense. Yeah. If you, first of all, don't backlash at anybody. The guy hasn't clearly has a problem, uh, and he needs help with it. Uh, but secondly, the last person you should be blaming is the spouse who's trying to help him through all this. Um, grow the hell up, people. 
Um, in any event, um, it, it's it's unfortunate. I'm hoping he can get some help with this. Uh, at some point, they need to figure out a way for him to get out of there for I don't know how long the rehab lasts. And uh, it's a bummer because he just came back to TV. It's a real bummer. But he needs to get that help. It's more it's more important that way. Um, oh, Philip, we do that. Go ahead. Uh, sorry. Philip uh, was saying, why blame somebody uh, else for another person's DUI arrest? Um, unfortunately, as a culture, we do this all the time, particularly with uh, the wives or, or, or girlfriends of the part of the person in trouble. Um, it's always like, well, how could they and how could they not know? Why didn't you do something? Why didn't you tell somebody? Why didn't you? It's always that uh, in, in almost like this roundabout way of making excuses for the person themselves. Um and it's it's wrong and it shouldn't be that way, but that's what a lot of people do, unfortunately, and she doesn't deserve it. So go ahead, Dave. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, here, here's the details. Uh, jump back as we're done with that topic. The SmackDown two locations. So they're going to be in Cleveland on Friday, on Friday, July 23rd. Okay. There's also an event happening in Miami. It's the Rolling Loud Music Festival. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So part of SmackDown is going to resonate from there as well. But if you're in Cleveland, I'd be pretty mad because uh, I want to see, uh, you know, uh roman reigns but if roman's going to be in florida well, that, that's, that's will he will he be there i don't know i don't i mean dan say who's going to be there but, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you just get a couple of random matches maybe a fun thing happens at the rolling loud thing i don't think you get the big things happening there i could be wrong i could be 100 wrong about that i don't know how the crowd is going to be for um uh the wrestling at the rolling loud music festival and like so it's yeah. it's kind of a gamble there do you want to put the big action happening there or do you want to put it in front of fans who are familiar with the characters and what's going on? You know? Yeah. I, I would say you have the uh, ones in, uh, you know, how it'll be the bigger show, but you never know. I mean, somebody's going to be down. Maybe, maybe, you know, it's, and it's a SmackDown show. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, who would fit. I mean, you're not going to put like, you, you do want somebody more mainstream. You're not going to send, you know, Shinsuke and, and uh, the guitar player's name, who I can never remember, uh, you know, down Books? there to do some jamming or whatever. Um, Patrine asked if there's any Virginia dates so far. I don't see any. Uh, I don't see any yet. Uh, Patrine. yet. I see uh, the closest I see is Raleigh, North Carolina, I think. Which is not all that close. <laughs> for three and a half hours, if you. Yeah, it's not all that close. <laughs> I'm make, make a trip for that. So so here, here's a question. Now Now do we get after after Raw Monday, they're going to you know, deconstruct the, uh, the Thunderdome. When do we start seeing like the big comebacks? You, do we see Becky SmackDown? Do we see her at SummerSlam? Uh, Money in the Bank. When I, I, I I could I could see her showing up at Money in the Bank. I could also see her showing up at the first like Monday Night Raw post um, Money in the Bank too. You know what I mean? Um, the thing is, like, you're not going to cram everybody into the TLC paper or not TLC Money in the Bank pay per view. It's not going to happen. Um, but so anyway, it does come back has to make sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, because I mean, her just showing up and be like, you know, I don't want a fifteen minute promo from anybody coming back. But I figured, you know, if it's the first SmackDown live in front of audiences, I mean, like at WrestleMania, you know, it seemed like it was like Drew McIntyre's moment, or you know, have the whole roster out there. I'm assuming the whole roster's got to be out there again. Um, that's probably the best way to do it, as opposed to, you know, one person who you haven't seen on television for fifteen months. I, the Becky moment's got to be big. Uh, you know, Brock comes back. Got to be a big moment. Right. Well, it says there's two superstars to be announced in the women's money in the bank match. Hmm. So if that's the case, then maybe she's one of them. Tasha. 
I mean, Sasha could be, but I'm saying like Becky could be one of them. That remember, just... that's when Becky had to give the belt away. Was at the Money in the Bank yeah. review. So it'd be interesting if the way she gets it back, or she gets the if she comes back and wins the Money in the Bank, that would be interesting to say the least. Um, I, I would be at least intrigued by that. Yeah, I mean, who else? I mean, well, it could be Tony Storm, could be Sasha, could be, could be. Um, Shotzi uh, Knox, <laughs> Tegan, Tegan Blackwell is the uh, backstage announcer. I think called him. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Philip, as far as I know, just a heads up, as far as I've been reading, there has been no progression on talks with Brock Lesnar at this point. Like they, the, the, they, they came up and they have not been, the wheels have not been moving on that. Um, so he may not be showing up anytime soon. By the way, Paul Lewis and I, I think agree on something. Well, you're both wrong. So it's fine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Paul, am I doing when it thinks the guitar player is stupid? I'm trying to figure this out because. I don't understand his pairing with Nakamura. I'll say that. I don't understand <laughs> it, but I also don't care because I just love him. Pairing with anybody. I'm just happy he's out there. I, I Well, you're a bigger fan than I am. So I am. I, am. <laughs> I like, I like him way more than I liked watching Elias play the damn guitar every week. Oh, that, that's a feud that happens at some point when they're on the same brand. Please, God, no. Please, God, no. <laughs> you know that's coming. <sighs> just, just ruin his career. They should just start a band. There, there you go. go. There you go. In any event, um, yeah, so it's hard to gauge when you do the returns. Uh, I think you could you could do one during uh, Money in the Bank. Uh, I mean, if for some reason, okay, like let's just say if for some reason they signed Brock Lesnar to come back and it, it, they just haven't said anything yet, right? Um, after the WWE title match, I could easily see Brock Lesnar showing up and getting in Bobby Lashley's face. Yeah, oh, that'd be great. You know? That'd be great. Um, especially I could also see him kind of screwing Kofi in the process because that's kind of what everybody blames Brock for anyway. Um, since it's Kofi in the title match. Yeah. Um, as far as the, the, like the Becky Lynch, I mean, money in the banks, a spot, the raw women's title match between Charlotte and Rhea is a spot. She could make an appearance. Um, uh, that match, what are they doing? I I, 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 I I can't figure out like if like if you know they're gonna boo both women. Now they'll cheer one over the other. The the women the, the crowds a live crowd will cheer one over the other. Um you're realistically you're right. They should boo both women based on how they've both been booked. But yeah. they'll probably cheer Rhea simply because they it's not Charlotte. Uh, because I, I I try to figure out like the Charlotte thing with you know trying to make her not sympathetic or whatever, but I'm like I'm like the whole injury thing. It's more like to me, like if she's a champion, she can pull the "oh, I'm hurt" kind of thing. I don't want to fight, uh, but as a challenger, it's almost like they're creating this excuse. Well, you know what? She only beat Charlotte because Charlotte wasn't 100. percent It doesn't do Rhea any good. No, it doesn't. It does not doing anybody any good. It's it's. I don't understand the plan. I don't get it. I'm not going to pretend I get it. It is what it is. But yeah, so as far as big returns, I genuinely don't know what we'll see on Money in the Bank, and that's kind of a good thing because I'm kind of. But I'm I, like you said, there has to be something. I mean, like yeah. it's, it's your first show with fans back and everything back on the road. You promised us things were going to get more exciting then, so it better not. It better happen. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. They'll probably boo Charlotte because nobody wants to see her win the title again. Yeah, well, I mean, but if you do, you know, with Sasha, I, I think Sasha Money Big makes more sense just because of that's you know how she is coming back at the opportune time to create that moment. The Becky thing, I you know they got to do it right because because it's. Probably the most anticipated return in a long time, her and Brock. Mm, well, 
Okay, okay. So her and John Cena. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, Brock's, Brock's return is only anticipated in the event that it's going to be for a Bobby Lashley match. Yeah. If it's for anything else, I'm not interested anymore. Yeah, because the Becky thing, like you said, like come back for the title, she didn't lose. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, which maybe it's why they're, they're kind of maybe playing Rhea as the tweener or whatever. So, that you know, because you know Becky's going to get cheered anyway. So right. that should be a heck of a pop when that comes back. So Right. So, all right. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that we didn't have really much of an opinion on the returns. Is <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Um, anything else? Nope. That's it. I, I, right. I think that's it next week. Uh, what we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Money in the bank preview. Cause I know I think we're both, uh, on the road. So. Yeah, we are. We'll, we'll have to figure out something. We'll, we'll, we'll get it done somehow. We're, just, we're not sure how yet. Um, in any event, uh, it has been a blast. Thank you for being here, everybody that was here. Uh, remember, there's a ton of different ways you can get in touch with us. The dinosaur way is ESPR at FM99.com. Uh, you can always use social media uh, at Facebook.com slash ESPR99 and on the Twitter at ESPR99. Follow us on all of your major social media apps and your podcasting apps. You can find us there as well. Search for ESPR Wrestling. Give us a five-star rating and a review when you subscribe. We would greatly appreciate it. And last but not least, FM99.com and 1069thefox.com right under the media tab. It's that simple. ESPR will always give you our most recent episode if you follow that link. So thanks, everybody, for being here. And until next week when we will do, we'll figure out a way to do the preview for uh, TLC. Just remember to eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Make it a great day, everybody.